And then this morning, we have the privilege of having our district superintendent. Uh, Pastor Toby has led in our network for, for many years. Uh, first, it was with, uh, with the young people. He was our district youth director, so he oversaw a lot of young people. And then now they've been called to ministry, and so now he's leading them as their, as their district superintendent. He kind of oversees the state of Nebraska, the Assemblies of God. Uh, and he's with us this morning specifically to bring us a word. He could have just done the ordination, but he wanted to preach, so I, I value that. Uh, he's the guy who always calls me away, so when I'm not available because I'm doing something, it's his fault, so you can let him know how you feel about that. Um, but, um, you know, we're blessed to have him with us this morning. He's going to share a message that God has placed on his heart and looking forward to all that God has for us today. So, Pastor Toby, it's all yours. All right, thank you so much. Don't you guys love your Pastor Steve? And Tamara. Man, I didn't know she could sing like that. It's good when I show up at churches and find out their gifts and talents, you know, because I will use it in other ways if possible. (laughs) Well, good morning, everyone. It's great to see you. It's great to see the church full today and to see everybody that showed up for church. Way to go. It is awesome to be here. This is my first time. On Sunday morning at Crawford Christ Community Church. Isn't that amazing? I've been in the network 18 years. And this is the first time your pastor asked me to come on Sunday. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, he hasn't been here 18 years. But how long have you guys been here now? 13 and a half. Isn't that great? 13 and a half. Wow. Lord, make it 50, I pray. Make it 50, God. Um, I I came in in 2005 to the network office where I was the youth director, DYD they called me, and I oversaw our camps and our student ministries and Speed Light BGMC and all those wonderful things. And then in 2020, I was elected to be superintendent, January. So it's been three years, and I'm loving every minute of it. God has just been doing great things across our network, and uh, it's a privilege of mine to do things like I do today, to come and to preach, but then also to be a part of a credential ceremony that we're going to do at the end of service today for Pastor Tara. I'm really excited about that. Um, but uh, I do really appreciate your pastors. Uh, they come out to all of our district things. Go ahead and move on to the next slide there, Irene, if you would. I know I've got a clicker, but I'll let you just do it. She's going to move over here because uh, I've got a picture I wanted to show you of these guys to prove. Yes, there they are. They really do show up at the things that they're supposed to. That's at our campgrounds. That was during the business session. And I think it was last year, and that was when he was reelected uh, as our Western Regional Executive Presbyter. I don't know if you knew that, but that's the role that he serves in for our entire network. Give him a round of applause. That's a great thing. Basically, he stands up on our main leadership team and represents... People from the panhandle, people from mountain time, and make sure that uh, the decisions we're making, that we are keeping in mind what it's like for you here. So he does a really good job at that, and I want to bless you for that. Thank you for that. Um, And then uh, he also, you can see this next picture that comes up. He also helps me on the presbytery, and this was last October. We did a training for our network group leaders. These are ministers that lead small groups of other ministers for accountability and relationship. And you can see Steve is up there teaching away. And uh, I think he went for two or three hours that time. I can't remember. I I hear he can really preach, you know. (laughs) 
No, but I love the Mallories, and they've just done a great job serving us, so thank you so much. I also want to honor our other credential ministers that are here. I know we already talked about them, but Brooke is there. Brooke is a licensed minister with us uh, from Alliance, and we have Leroy Wire over here. Leroy is Amichelle, and Leroy uh, serves on my staff as my full-time integrator. So he helps people connect with our network, connect with our credentials, and connect with our vision. And he does an incredible job with that. He's also the pastor of Scottsbluff First Assembly right down the road. So thank you guys for coming out today. I hope something's going on at First Assembly today. I don't know if you guys gone. Did everybody just show up? And all of a sudden, where's, where's Pastor Leroy? And so they made time to be here. And then right behind him is our Chi Alpha director, Tanner. I saw Courtney, but Courtney's probably out with the, with the baby. And the Sherlock's do a great job at Chi Alpha here just down the road at Shadron State. And uh, just love all of our ministers here. Hopefully I didn't forget anybody. Anybody sneak in. Um, maybe there's some people here that God's wanting to be credentialed. You know, I'm looking around. <laughs> you can join the team. Uh, I want to preach today from Ephesians chapter 1. So you can open up your Bibles to that wonderful book in the New Testament from the Apostle Paul. The title of my message today, Irene, is My Prayer for You. And uh, we're going to read Ephesians chapter 1. I think it's verse 15 and 16. And... How many people here know that God answers prayer? Amen. You know, prayer is one of those basic Christian principles that when you first become a Christian, and sometimes even before people are Christian, they pray. And it's basically just crying out to our maker, our creator God, and saying, I need you. <laughs> and God always answers prayer, just not always the way we thought he would. So Ephesians chapter 1. I didn't pull up my Bible, so let me go there. Verse 15, and I'm reading out of the NIV, says, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I've not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Now, that was the Apostle Paul writing this at the beginning of this letter, this book, to a church in Ephesus that he helped plant several years before this. Uh, we believe he's writing this even from prison, where he's been uh, chained up for the gospel. And yet he's still thinking about this church that he planted and trying to help them and bless them from afar. That's the work of an apostle. And that is a good description for my job as a superintendent uh, of Nebraska. There are 66 networks of Assemblies of God churches and pastors across our nation. Uh, some of them are like Nebraska. They're contained within the boundaries of the state. But then there are some where there's so many that they have two or three networks in their state, like Texas or uh, California, places like that. And then we have language networks as well for churches that all are in Spanish or sometimes we've even had German, we've had Korean and several others. And so we're one of those networks. And in Nebraska, we have roughly 90 church campuses where people are meeting today and hearing the gospel. Isn't that awesome? Now, most of them are just finishing up because they're in central time, but we're just getting started, which is good, right? We're on God's time here, mountain time. There was a couple of minutes. Good, good. I always challenge, whenever I do meetings online, I challenge that if we have more mountain time people than central time, that for a whole month, everything I promote in the whole network, I'll promote on mountain time. I've had to do that once. <laughs> and let me tell you, for those meetings... A lot of people didn't show up until like an hour later. It was like, what's going on? <laughs> um, but we have 90 church campuses and we have roughly 300 ministers 
that work on those campuses or with those ministries, and also around the world as global workers and missionaries. And so that's exciting to lead that network of people. And when I became the superintendent, God put on my heart that I'm the worship leader of our network, that God wants me to lead us in worship. And one of the tasks he gave me is to lead us in prayer. And just as Paul says to the church in Ephesus, hey, every time I remember you, every time I think about you, I always thank God for you and I pray for you. I want you to know I'm doing the same thing for you, Christ community, that I we have eight sections of our state. And every day I try to pray for a different section. This morning, as I was driving here, I was praying for the Sand Hills section, which is right in the middle of Nebraska, places like Burwell, where the rodeo is and and uh, Thedford and Broken Bow, which is just north of our camp. There's about six churches in that area here in a few more days. I'll be praying again for this section. We call it the Chimney Rock section and uh, wonderful uh, Western section. And when I go and I pray for those churches, I remember I call out Crawford Church and then I call out all the names of people that I'm working with. You know, I, I remember our, our credential ministers, but then I also think of any emerging leaders or board members or people that I'm connected with. And I just pray different prayers for them under the Lord. I wanted you to hear what I'm praying for you for two reasons. One, I want to encourage you because God answers prayer. The things I'm praying, God put in my heart and I believe God's going to make them happen. And so the things we're talking about today are things that God's going to do in this place and has been doing in this place. Um, a lot of times we forget that we are the product of God's answered prayers. Uh, there's people that are... Does anybody know people that are always praying for you? Anybody have any praying grandmas or moms or great aunts or uncles or former pastors that are out there praying for I do, and I love it. They're just praying nonstop. Now, sometimes, you know, they're praying... Uh, Funny things like I would lose a little weight or get my hair cut right or, you know, make sure I take my wife out for dinner every week. And, you know, they're praying all these kind of things that God still answers those prayers. <laughs> but they're also praying a lot of things that God does miracles in my life. They're answers to those prayers. You see, even now, as we're here as a, as a church in Crawford, what God's doing in this place is an answer of prayer for people that have been praying for this part of Nebraska and for this city for decades. Some of those people are not even on earth anymore. They're already in eternity. And God's still answering those prayers today because prayer is supernatural and it exceeds the limits of time. It moves the hand of God. That's why this is such an incredible part of our Christian life. That's why we need to pray every day and we need to pray as much as possible for the things that matter to us in our lives. And so I want to invite you to the second reason I'm, I'm preaching this today is to join me in my prayers. I want you to know what I'm praying and join me in it. And uh, you can see... On the website, our website, you can actually follow along with these prayers. And so if you want to jot this down or take a picture or even you can find these later from Irene in the back. But our website is N-E-A-G, that's Nebraska Assemblies of God, N-E-A-G.org backslash prayer. And then you can follow along with these things that God's put on my heart. Now, the reason I know God answers prayer is because he did this early on in my ministry in the network. When I first came into the youth office in 2005. I was invited to go to Sydney for the church there, just down the road. And they had a retreat at a campsite outside of town. So they had a, a whole weekend together. And I, they brought me out on Saturday. They'd already been in it for a day. And my family and I showed up in the afternoon. And the first thing we did was play a softball game. And I was so excited because I'm, I'm an athlete and I'm very competitive. And they let me play with the adults. As a youth director, that didn't happen. <laughs> Ever. And instead, because there were so many kids and there weren't enough adults playing, they said, Toby, why don't you play with adults? Absolutely. 
And guess what? We destroyed the kids. It felt so good. And I admit, I rubbed it in a little bit, probably too hard to those teenagers. And they, they didn't appreciate that. Well, later that evening, we had a bonfire. And I play guitar, and so I brought my guitar, and I sang some campfire songs, which was a lot of fun. But I recognized, I looked around, there were no teenagers there. Where are all the kids? So we got done, and I'm walking back to my cabin, and I see a, a picnic area next door. And there on the tables are all the teens, and they're just playing some games. Late at night, just having fun. And so I went up and said, hey, guys, I missed you at the bonfire. They all looked up at me like... Really grumpy faces. Obviously, they were still bitter about the loss and about my teasing. And I thought, I'm the director. I I worked with youth groups a lot. I can handle this. And so I said, you know what? I got my guitar with me. I'll just sing a song for you right now. Well, now they're looking at me like, please don't. You know, (laughs) this is not fun. Leave us alone. So I started playing an oldie but a goodie. You might know it. Drop Kick Me Jesus. Has anybody ever sang that before? This is one of those prayers you might not want to pray because <laughs> you're not sure how God's going to answer that. But it goes like this. Drop kick me, Jesus, through the goalpost of life. Kick me beyond that lonely goal. I'm right here and I'm ready for you, Lord. Drop kick me, Jesus, and add three to your score. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I know it's not as good as Tamara, but that was that was my best. And then there's a little course that goes, at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light. You guys probably know that. So, yeah, I did that, and I finished, and I look at them, and now they're really getting aggressive. They're very angry that I, you know, interrupted their game. Two of the big boys in back, these big Nebraska Western boys stood up, and they started walking towards me. I thought, this is getting out of control. <laughs> so I prayed. I prayed in silent, you know, silent prayer. Just me and God. And I said, God, help me win the hearts of these kids. And God answered my prayer. Just not the way I thought he would. There it is, 11 o'clock at night, pitch black. I'm outside in the middle of Sydney wilderness. And as I'm standing there and I prayed that prayer, God answered it. A bird pooped on me. Is it okay if I say that word here? This is, this is an agriculture area, right? Yeah, we're okay with that. That's our business, kind of. <laughs> Yeah, it did. And I'm telling you, this bird did not let back. This bird, I think I woke him up. I think he'd had a big meal. I think he was targeting and because it was a lot. It was me, my guitar. It was gross. I mean, I, but I look up and what do you think those teenagers are doing now? They're laughing. They're falling out of their seats. The two boys that came up, they didn't grab my guitar and slam it on my head. They patted me on the back and said, that's the best thing I've ever seen. You're amazing. (laughs) Thanks a lot, God. (laughs) God always answers our prayer. Sometimes it's yes. Sometimes it's no. Sometimes it's wait. But God will answer every prayer you pray to him. So here's the things I'm praying. There's five. I'm going to work through them quickly, and then we'll finish up with a wonderful credential ceremony. Number one, I pray your messages would be inspiring. What are the messages of the church? Well, when you think of that, you probably think of what I'm doing right now, right? Preaching, sermons. And I believe you are blessed with a wonderful pastor that preaches uh, sermons. In fact, one of the reasons 13 and a half years is because he's a good preacher and you've done a good job committing yourself to that assignment. I pray always that our pastors would always be improving in both the presentation of the gospel, but also in the preparation so that they'd be ready to roll. 
But the messages of the church are more than just the sermon. It's everything we as a church body communicate to our mission field, to the city of Crawford and to the panhandle. So if I would go around town and ask people, what do you know or hear about Christ's community? What would they say? That would help us identify the message of our church. And I will tell you this. The thing that they hear more than anything else is not your pastor's sermons. It's not even your pastor and his wonderful family. The thing they hear and notice about this church more than anything else is you. You are the message of this church. So when people see your lives, interact with you every day, walk back and forth with you, do business with you, whatever it might be, what are you communicating about Christ's community? I'm praying that it would be inspiring, that it would get people's attention, that it would make headlines. I know that this church is doing that. I remember a story, I can't remember how many years ago, I think it was recent, where you painted the bleachers. At, is it the, the football field, the fairground? Rodeo grounds. You guys playing it? I remember t- telling me about that, and I thought, that's making headlines. When people see that, they'll go, wow, look at that. You, I just heard today you painted the weight room. That's incredible. And that's what I'm talking about. I pray that, the, that your life would be inspiring to others. Number two, I pray that, well, actually, let me, let me show you a few of the messages of a church that can be confusing. Here's one. To air is human, to R is pirate. I'm guessing they live in a community where they're the Warminster Pirates. <laughs> Let's look at the next one here. Now's a good time to visit our pastors on vacation. Yeah, that's, that's Leroy's church in Scotts Bluff. Because he is gone today. And look at this. Whoever stole our air conditioners, you're going to need them. God. <laughs> that's a warm and friendly church, literally, right there. All right, let's move on. Number two. I pray that your worship would be inviting. As a superintendent, I can tell you that one of the most divisive things, unfortunately, in a lot of our churches is worship. And that's not the way it should be. Worship is about loving God, and instead we start fighting with each other sometimes. I encourage you, don't let worship divide you. Don't argue about it. Don't let it be a a point of contention, but choose to be united in your worship. Now, worship is more than just the songs, although the songs is important, obviously. In fact, this is one of my little uh, things that I I harp on a little bit. I just want to encourage you, always be developing the next level of worship leaders in your church. And, And we think about the students all the time. Yes, students need to be involved in that. But all of us can be involved in that. When I was a young adult, I was part of a discipleship crew that wanted to have a worship team. They didn't have a drummer. And so I began to start learning drums. That's how I got into music. That's how I learned guitar. I became the worship pastor of a church even. That was never in my plans, but it was in God's plans because they were developing the next level of worship leaders. Like I said, I'm the worship leader of our network now. We need to continue to develop that worship. I've seen so many churches that have struggled because they had a wonderful lady usually who was leading tunes from a keyboard, and then she went on to be with the Lord, and there was no one there to take her place. Let's always be raising up that next level of worship leaders. But it's more than the song. Worship is every, every way we express love to God in our community. So we love God in, in song, but we also love Him in our actions, right? By being holy. We love Him by serving in our church. We love Him by giving. We love Him by loving each other. When our community sees us loving God in those ways, I'm praying that it would invite them in. 
In other words, they'd say, I want to be part of that. I can see it happening. There's people here now that probably came here because you saw something like that and it enticed you and you felt this draw like I could be part of that group. That would be exciting. That's what worship is supposed to be. It should be no surprise to us that worship is a contentious thing in a lot of churches because the minister of worship in heaven was our enemy, the devil, as an angel, Lucifer, before he fell because of spiritual pride. And that's what it is when we fight about worship. Because I think the heart of it is spiritual pride. And it's a twist of the enemy to try to take us away from that very important part of our Christian life. So don't let that happen here. Amen? Amen. Number three, I pray that your outreach would be inclusive. Now, the word inclusive is difficult in today's world because it's used in such a political atmosphere. What I mean here is that simply every person in this community, in this area, would be welcome in this church. Now, when they come into church and become part of the church, let's work on who they are. But that doesn't mean that they're not welcome. In fact, every church is supposed to be a microcosm of its community at large, with every subgroup represented in the church. So think about Crawford now, all right? I think the sign said 1,100 people or so. That's probably, is that pretty accurate at this point? <laughs> Depends after a season where you had nine blizzards. <laughs> Or however many you have. I got to enjoy one of those this year. I was here just a couple months ago, staying in Saturn at a hotel, ready to come over for the great Taco Tuesday, which has made ripples across our network. Lots of people know about Taco Tuesday. I was coming to be a part of it. And sure enough, I got to enjoy my hotel for two days because another beautiful blizzard came in right before Easter. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank the Lord for that moisture. It's beautiful green outside right now. And uh, that's part of it. But outreach is about including all. I've seen too many churches where it's my four and no more. And that's not what God wants. What parts of our community are not represented yet in our church? Because God wants to provide an avenue for them to come in. Now, a lot of churches, it's usually the young people or young families. I see a ton of young families here. Great job. Uh, sometimes it's if there's people that speak a different language in the community. I don't know if Crawford has a lot of that, but that's another thing that we could reach out somehow and connect. Uh, the law enforcement, businesses, government. Uh, we have a lot of ranchers here. Maybe there's some farming here. You know, do we reach both of those groups? We don't want to leave anybody out. Right now is a moment where you should think, look inside, because God may have brought me here all for this one moment for you, because you might think of a group you're connected to in your life, but they're not in the church yet. God just wanted you to hear an assignment to go reach out to them and include them in Christ's community because you are the key. You are the key. And you only know. All right? I don't even, I, I, I don't know you very well here, but I believe everybody here is connected to every group in this community. And if we do our assignment, they'll all get their way inside. Number four, I pray that your finances would be increasing. And the church treasurer said, Amen. <laughs> Are there any board members here today? Any of our church board? Can we clap for all the board members that serve on the board here at the church? One of the things, obviously, they oversee is our finances, our resources, the business of the church. That's a legal requirement for the state. We also see it as a spiritual requirement of the eldership that God talks about uh, in Paul's writings. But those finances are so important. Some people don't like when churches talk about money. But the Bible says that the root of all evil is the love of money. 
And so for us to become the Christians God wants us to be, we need to talk about money. That's why God has a very another basic Christian discipline in our lives of the tithe. That everything we make, God asks us to give 10% of that back to him. And I just encourage you to put that into practice in your life. When we do that, the needs of the church are met. Uh, that's one of the areas that I oversee as accountability for our ministers, that they're tithing and they're giving unto the Lord because we want them to lead the way in our churches with this basic Christian principle. I've heard of people that do a reverse tithe, that God has blessed them and their gift is that they're wealthy in riches. And so they've chosen to live on 10 percent and give 90 percent back to the Lord. Isn't that amazing? Maybe, maybe, just maybe, there's somebody here that you heard God just tap you on the heart and said, I'm calling you to go there. Then that's your, that's your area, that you can be a great giver for the kingdom of God. Some of the best worship leaders can't carry a tune at all, but they can give elaborately for the kingdom. And then number five, I pray that you would raise up leaders as an inheritance. In a moment, we're going to acknowledge one of those leaders with the ordination credential, our highest level of ministerial credential that we bestow upon our called ones. And I'm excited for that. One of the things I pray is that every one of our churches, all 90 campus campuses, that I can name at least one emerging leader in every church. So when I'm doing my prayers, that's, that's, those are the names that come out. There's still a lot of churches that have names I don't know. And I'm trying to get in. That's part of my mission field is to go and and to find out who they are. Thank God for Tara. Tara was that name. I was praying in this church for a long time. So I'm excited today. But even as I'm here today, I'm saying, God, who's the next name? Who's the next emerging leader? Who's the next called one that you're calling to a life of ministry for the future of our network in this church? To think about the future, we have to look at our past. I want to show you a couple pictures here. Let's look at this first one. Does anybody recognize that? So that's Christ Community Church years and years and years ago. Found this in our uh, church files of the network office. And then uh, the next picture here is the local paper where a task force of lay leaders came out from across the state and they helped put up the building in less than a week. Isn't that incredible? Most of you are aware of that. Maybe you didn't know that. That's the history we have here, is that our network came together and built this church. Next uh, slide, you can see, was the dedication ceremony in 2000. So here we are, 23 years later. Actually, almost to the day, 23 years later, the church dedication, when we dedicated this wonderful building back to the Lord. Let me tell you, uh, our 90 campuses, I bet a third of them would love to have this building right now. And the next slide is the state of Nebraska charter where this is an official church uh, legally in the state of Nebraska. So we have a great history. But then I wanted to show you this next picture. Look at that good looking boy. Is that boy with us today? (laughs) Man, he's so red all of a sudden. This is why we did all that work. We need to keep raising up new leaders, the next generation. 
I want to make sure that keeps happening in Crawford and in the Panhandle for decades and decades to come. In fact, God has assigned me to make sure that that still happens. And so that's why I encourage you, the last point is that we've got to be investing in the next generation. And we've got to be raising up leaders for the kingdom of God. We can have a future that's even better than our past when we apply ourselves to these five things. So one more time, Irene, I don't know if it's the next slide or you have to go back. I want you to throw up all of those uh, five points again. We're going to pray into this for a second, and then we're going to move. Then I'm going to invite my uh, assistant, Leroy, to come. But here they are. I pray are inspiring messages, inviting worship, inclusive outreach, increasing finances, and leaders as an inheritance. I preached this message the first time when I visit all of our churches. God put it in my heart. It's still there today. It's a huge part of our vision. I just want to ask you, was there any one of these that, like I preached earlier, you kind of sense God tapping you on the shoulder and saying, this one's for you? Look at that list again. Was there any one of them that even now as you look at it, you just feel like, you know what? That's the one I can help with. That's the one I can be better. That's the one God brought Pastor Toby to talk to us today. Would you all bow your heads? Just a brief private moment between you and me and our Lord. Nobody looking around. I'm just going to ask you to raise a hand if you felt like God tapped you in any of these areas. So did anybody feel like God just tapped your shoulder with the inspiring messages that your life would be more inspiring? Anybody? Raise your hand. I see those hands. Thank you. Anybody with the inviting worship that we would love the Lord our God and unified in worship? Anybody? How about the outreach inclusive? Did God tap anybody here and say, hey, there's a segment of society. I've got I've called you to be the light for this church. I see those hands. I see those hands. Thank you. What about the increasing finances? God tap anybody here that. He's called you to be a great giver for the kingdom of God. I see those hands. Excellent. And the last one, raising up the next generation, the next level of leaders. I see those hands. I see them. Let's pray together. God, thank you, Lord, for this prayer you put in my heart. Thank you I could communicate it to my friends here in Crawford today. God, I pray that you would answer these prayers. God, thank you for all the things that we enjoy that are answered prayers from the past. So, Lord, we're investing in our future by just praying today. Lord, I invite all of my friends here to join me in these prayers, and I ask God that you would respond on high and move in a powerful way across this panhandle and across Crawford for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Pastor Leroy, would you come, please? Oh, yeah, let's go ahead. We can do that. Good morning. It is a tremendous honor for my wife and I to be here this morning. Um, Pastor Steve is one of my best friends, and he chose to be my friend. I didn't have to pay him to do that, too. (laughs) Yet. You're not getting a dime now. Well, (laughs) you know how most people... Come Monday morning, they're just like, oh, man, the work week and all that. 
Pastor Steve and I, we call each other on Monday morning. We've been doing that for I don't know how long. I've been here uh, 17 years. So ever since he's been here, we just established this friendship. And, and uh, he is, who is his favorite football team? I want to see how good. Ah. See, I, know, I knew he wouldn't bring that up with sensible people that he's a Cincinnati you know, Bengals fan. I'm a Steelers fan, so, you know, for a while it was just this playful bantering. But every Monday, <laughs> a, a Broncos fan over here, but every Monday we call each other. And the five points that Pastor Toby put up here, I get to hear and see the Holy Spirit moving in this place, in this church, affecting this community in the surrounding area. I just hear wonderful testimonies of what you guys do to love on your community. So that is wonderful. And uh, as Toby said, I'm uh, his integrator. Toby and I have known each other for a long time. He's also one of my uh, dear friends, and he asked me to come on staff. And I do several things, but one of my favorite things is to help people get their credentials in the Assemblies of God and help people to move to the next level of their credentials. So uh, that's just one of my favorite things to do. I've just seen uh, and worked with so many, so many wonderful uh, called people. And so we get to celebrate, and, and this is one of the things that I love to see is people get their credentials or go to the highest level of their credential. And so that's why we're here today. And I would love Pastor Terry, uh, Tara and Michael to come up, please. Yes. Come right up here. Um. The main thing is that uh, they recognize the call of God on their lives. And in the assemblies, we just confirm what God has already called. And so there are different levels of educational pieces that need to be done. And, and she's gone to college, and a lot of people go through Berean. They do it online, or they continue to work. But uh, we're here just to celebrate their labor of love, especially for the children and youth, and I, and I just love hearing all the great testimonies and the things that you guys are doing for the youth. So, Pastor Steve, could you come up? Yeah. Don't tie it like a necktie, you know. Just. And so, it is my honor to present Pastor Tara and Michael for ordination to our superintendent, Toby Schneckcloth. Amen. Thank you, Leroy. Thank you, Pastor Steve. So, Pastor Steve has a mantle on his shoulders. And uh, you'll see during the ceremony, at one point, he will pass that mantle off from his shoulders onto Tara's. And that's a spiritual symbol of God putting that ordination anointing on your life. And so, that's why he looks so official up here today. Um, I also would like to uh, just invite our credentialed ministers maybe to come and stand behind us. And so I know Brooke uh, Settle is here. She's representing her and her husband, who has served as the presbyter of this section. 
And so they've been a big part of that. Tanner, you can come on up here too and just stand behind us. And then I would, uh, I think Michelle, would you be able to take some pics there? Yeah, that would be good because we want to celebrate this in the network as well. So the way this works in the Assemblies of God, we have three levels of credential. The first introductory level certified. Then it moves to licensed. And that's what we ask all of our lead pastors to be is licensed. And then the final level, which is the biblical mandate, this is the only one actually mentioned in the Bible, is ordination. And that's why I encourage all of our ministers to continue moving on towards ordination as a goal. And so I'm proud of you, Tara, for accomplishing that here today. And I'm excited we could be here for this moment. So to start off, we have vows. And I'm going to read four different asks of you. And if you agree to these things, just like a marriage, you say, I do or I will, whatever you're more comfortable with. And just say it loud enough so that we can all hear you up here at least. All right? So here we go. Tara Chin. Do you pledge to give yourself wholeheartedly to the ministry to live as a vessel chosen by God to lead people from darkness to light? Do you pledge to uphold the name of the Lord in this world and live a life that is worthy of your calling? Do you pledge to love God's people bringing unity and blessing to your ministerial family? And do you pledge to be faithful in prayer, diligent in study, and fearless in the proclamation of the Word of God? Amen. All right. Pastor Steve, if you would stand in front of her now. I'm going to read a charge, and this involves the Word of God. In the presence of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, Tara and Michael, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist and discharge all the duties of your ministry. All right, I'm going to ask our ministers to gather around them now. We're going to have Pastor Steve pray a prayer of ordination over her. Pastor Steve. And I'd ask the church to stretch out your hands this way, too. That's the cool part about it, being here with us. Uh, Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you for a God who knows us and a God who forms us. We thank you for purpose in which you've created us for. And God, for Pastor Tara and her recognition of the voice of God, the call of God, the plans of God and purposes of God for her life, God, we commit her to you this day. We thank you for this moment, God ordination that comes through the laying on of hands. Lord, we ask that in this moment there is the physical that happens, but we want the supernatural to happen. The power of God, the anointing of God that is upon her to increase, to grow, God, to be sealed with the Spirit of God for all that you intend, God. We cry out asking your presence, asking your perfect. God, we pray for your kingdom come, your will be done in Tara's life. We thank you for her submission and willingness to obey and God we look forward to the fulfillment of every call of every whisper of every plan that you've given her in Jesus name amen amen now by the authority that invested in us by the presbytery of the Nebraska ministry network we now ordain you to the full gospel ministry of Jesus Christ amen let's give a big round of applause Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
Well, I'll say this. Uh, the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, may he turn his face towards you, grant you his peace, and may you recognize what he's speaking to you. In whatever way, in whatever thing, in whatever ask he has, may you hear him and obey. Now let's come together. We'll have the table set up here in just a second. We'll put some tables out there. There'll be some light snacks. You can hug on Pastor Tara. You can tell her congratulations, and we'll just go in fellowship. Amen? Be blessed.